The following segment is sponsored by Daniel A. White and Associates and does not necessarily reflect the views of this station or Forever Media Incorporated. Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. Well, it should. <laughs> no, I've been a client of Dan's for a few years now. He's a straight shooter, always trusts the man. And on Wednesdays, after the news at 1.30, uh, after the news at 1.30, said mumbling, uh, calls in with some great advice and some tips as well. Dan, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me, Rick. So, uh, as I was lamenting earlier today, as many of us are who have rollover uh, IRAs from the other 401ks and things like that, some of us go into mutual funds, some buy individual stocks. I've done both, but right now it's all individual stocks and companies. We see inflation is not transitory. It's raising its ugly head for a long period of time now. We don't know how bad, how far it's going to get. Looking at 6% easily. And so there are a lot of people like myself, Dan, who are wondering, okay, what do we do? If inflation is like 5 6% and we're earning 3%, well, we're losing money. Uh, if you're earning 3% in a tax-deferred basis, well, then you could be actually keeping up with inflation based upon the tax rate when you retire. And that leads me to wondering, what a lot of people are wondering is, all right, what do we do now? You look at a company, for example, like NVIDIA, which you know it's uh, one of the um, main stocks that I hold. I bought when they were eight bucks. Don't want to get rid of them. I love what they do. They expand their model and they expand their business operations. And yet there are some analysts out there, professionals, saying it's way overpriced. It's overpriced by about $100 a share. I'm going, okay, great. Others saying, oh, no, what ought to go up about 45 bucks a share? I'm thinking, well, okay, that's kind of nice, too. And they're, they're all, you know, well-learned, professional stock market analysts. And there's folks like me looking at this going like, I don't know, what do you do? I mean, Visa has had really no growth. Uh, in, in the last year, the dividends, you know, what about 2%, I, I think, as I recall. It, so as we're looking at more inflation, we know the stock market has got to have a reset. We just don't know how far. Is it going to be like 2008, you know, 40, 45, 50%? Is it going to be like 20%, 10 So this is something that you think about and you work with every day, Dan. What do you say? Yeah, people are really in a, in a quandary right now, Rick, because the Fed the Fed has really painted themselves in a corner. Usually, if you think stocks are overpriced, you know you go to bonds as the safe haven. Uh, but bonds have been in a bull market for 40 years, and let's face it, interest rates really can't go any lower than they are now. And the Fed has already said in 2022 we're going to raise rates three times. Well, when they raise rates, what would you know? Yields go up, but bond prices go down. So you're looking at you're looking at negative returns in, in the real marketplace. You know, if you're getting one percent at the bank and inflation six, yeah, you're underwater. Bonds aren't looking like a safe alternative. Stocks aren't looking like a safe alternative. I mean, sometimes cash is king, and even though you're losing money in cash, you know, at least it's uh, you know you know where it's at, and maybe you can take advantage of some opportunities down the road. I actually did a blog recently, which really was kind of amazing. It said. Um, you know, from 1990 over the last 30 years, the markets have uh, created an unprecedented 75.7 trillion in new wealth. Uh, and the world's never experienced anything like that. But in the 76 trillion in new wealth was generated by 2.4 percent of all stocks. 
Wow, two <laughs> point. And are those tech stocks? Most, yeah, 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 they are. I mean, you look at you look at the top twenty. Um, it says fifty five point two percent of all stocks traded on the major exchanges over the last thirty years delivered returns less than a one month Treasury bill rate, which is currently point zero three percent. Man. Now I know but you. Stocks is kind of difficult. <laughs> now I I, I know I know right. I'm just trying just trying to pick good companies, and yeah. uh, and I I've, I've made more good decisions than bad decisions. I've had my losses. I've I've been on some real dogs out there, but yeah. I've uh, I listen to a lot of people. I read, study, and I try to make good decisions. You're one of my you know key advisors, as as you know. Yeah. And so it's it just look at this thing and okay, so I just take our profits right now and just you know. Made money last year. Last year was great for you know my retirement accounts and my the IRAs. Often right. do much better than uh, the professionals who manage mutual funds. You know that's that sort of thing, depending upon the fund. So it's interesting that you would say that. Maybe you know because we know there's going to be a market reset. We don't know when it's going to be or how big it's going to be. Maybe it's not a bad idea just to take your uh, your winnings, as it were. Your growth and, and it's hard. It's hard for people to do. You know, patience is a virtue, as they say. You know, but um, you know, it's hard for people to sit there in cash because they feel like yeah, I got to do something. Yeah, yeah, something. exactly. No, you've <laughs> you know? nailed it. That's exactly my psychology. It's like, yeah, well, I bought Nvidia, for example, at eight. Now it's at three hundred. And gosh, if it goes down to two ninety, gee, I, I don't want to lose that what I gained at, at three hundred. So I want to hang on to it. And that's a bad psychology. Uh, Warren Buffett. You, actually said, as you've quoted before, said, uh, don't complain about earnings you've made. <laughs> you know? Right. I never exactly. I never gripe about making money, even if it's just a little bit. Right. Well, even some of the publications you look at, they talk about taking free rides. You know, so what's a free ride? If you put your money into a position and it doubles, well, then you take your money back out. Whatever you paid for, take your money back out. Now the money that's in there... Basically, house house winnings, you know. No, 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 no. See, I can't abide by that personally. Well, because you you've really had a lot of winnings in in your particular stock. I, I've been lucky, like I said, I've, I've been lucky. You know, Coca Cola did well, Visa did well for a long time, Nvidia did well, uh, right. Microsoft did well, and I have a lot of little ones. I I got rid of some stuff like Sanofi. I got rid of, and I'm not telling. This is not stock advice, folks. I'm just right. I'm just venting. <laughs> And again, it depends on your depends on your position in life. Like yeah. I said, if you if you're in a four hundred one K and you're thirty years old, you know, I wouldn't sweat it. You know, you can try to max out as much as you can, you're putting as much into the plan, your dollar cost averaging. That's all well and good. But if you're sixty or sixty five years old and you've accumulated the nest egg and and you, you're looking at your situation, saying, "Hey, can can I afford a fifty percent drop?" The answer is probably no. Not just no. Hell you know? no. No no no. That's what yeah, I'm looking at no. right now. You know? I'm like I no 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 no. I I don't have another thirty years to do this. Uh, exactly. I do, but you know, <laughs> theoretically, I do. I look at the uh, I, I I look at the uh, the longevity of my my father, my grandfather, my mom. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I got thirty more years, but you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the answer there is is no. But then I'm so used to investing uh, for growth, and and I want to say something else here and get your thoughts on this. 
So there are advisors out there saying, oh, what you need to do is diversify now. You, you keep some in the stock market, keep some in international bonds, some in municipal bonds, and, and, uh, and that way it, it balances it out. And I'm thinking, wait a second. That seems to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but it seems to me uh, like that's a plan for net zero growth. You're going to lose money over here, but you'll gain money over here, and then you'll lose money over there. You get, I mean, am I seeing this wrong? As far as no, no, you're not. And, and actually, what you just what you just said is that's the paradigm today. Is bonds are not the safe haven because bonds, like I said, have been in a bull market for 40 years. Now think back 40 years ago, interest rates were 12, 13 percent. Mm -hmm. Now now they're zero. So as rates come down, as yields come down, the value of the bonds go up. You know, it's kind of an inverse relationship. Well, now where are rates? Rates today, you buy a bond today, what are you getting on it? 1%, 2%, 10-year treasury, you know, 1.6 or something? Uh, rates are going to go up. So if rates go up, the value of the bonds are going to go down. So you really, investors today are really between a rock and a hard place because the market is, is more overvalued than we've ever seen it, except for the dot-com bubble. We know there's a correction coming, and yet the safe haven isn't there as well. So During, uh, after the Great Recession, 2008, right around right in there, um, my mom had municipal bonds, tax-free municipal bonds. She's in, she was in California. And they became pretty much valueless. And, yeah. and she, so she had some income from them, but she lost the, uh, the principal, really, of, of that. Had some other bonds uh, that also became valueless as well. And then the municipality would issue new bonds. <laughs> well, who, right. wants, who wants anything with the old bonds? No one wants to buy those old bonds because the new ones are paying a better rate. And they're structured in such a way that they don't lose value like the old, old ones lost value, at least not right away. They could always lose value in the future. So sure. that's a complication. Yeah, and then the other thing you see is, you know, you have the people that come in and say, well, I, you know, I own these stocks, but I, I own them for the dividends. And that's all well and good because the value of the stock could go down as long as they don't cut the dividend. Now, are dividends guaranteed? Well, the answer is no, they're not. We've seen, you know, back in the Great Recession, um, you know, you had some blue chip stocks, you know, your Bank of America's, your GE's, and, mm -hmm. you know, back, back then they were the, 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 the bulwarks, but guess what? They cut their dividends. So, so not only is the value of the, of the position going down, but then they're cutting the income from the position as well. So, yeah, it's, it's a difficult environment right now. And, and, uh, again, I just tell people, look at where you're at in life and, and, you know, and plan accordingly. I mean, if you can't afford to lose money, you know, you, you got to reposition. And, yeah. and how long are you going to live? I mean, you know, right. My, right. my dad, 90, my granddad is 80s, my mom about 80. So you take a look at that and you know, how old are you right now? Yeah, and and the, that, the other thing to consider, the other thing to consider is when you get into your 60s and 70s, you know, it's really it really shouldn't be about growth at that point. It's really about income. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's that it's that pivotal period where, hey, let's transform you know, your retirement portfolio, instead of positioning it for growth, you really need to position it for income. Because at the end of the day, when you're retired, it's just, hey, how much do I have to spend every month? So the other thing I have to think about, though, and everybody listening, you have to think about as well, is, well, how long are you going to think you're going to live? I'm, like I said, right. uh, my granddad was in his 80s. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how old. I think it was like about 87, 88. Dad was 90. Mom was 80. 
but that's because she wouldn't take warfarin. There's a lot of personal information I'm sharing right now. I hope they don't mind. <laughs> probably against the, the yeah. walls, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, so and and, and so you wonder, oh, we're gonna, you're going to need growth. I mean, especially if you want to leave something for the kids, uh, you don't want to just spend it all. Although that's usually what happens. But I understand that the. Uh, that they have new life expectancy tables in effect now as well. What what are those they looking do. like? What's that yeah, looking like? Yeah, what happened? This 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 came out during a Secure Act uh, back in you know 2019. You know, and they came out with it. Oh, we're going to come out with a new life expectancy table. Supposed to be out in 20. Supposed to be out in 21. Didn't happen in either of those years. But now in 2022, they do have it out. Now, as you remember from the Secure Act, they also raised. The RMD age from 70 and a half to 72. Mm -hmm. So, and, and in effect, all they did, I'm looking at the table right now, they took the 70 and a half numbers, the, the factor at 70 and a half was 27.4. Now that's the new factor at 72. So all they did, they kind of took the old table from 70 and a half and they just said, all right, now you don't have to take anything until 72 and we're going to start with the same table at 72. So, it's good news because, again, it was about 3.6% when you hit 70 and a half, and now, it's, now you don't have to take anything out until 72, and it's going to be about 3.6% 3, 3 then as well. Although if inflation hits, you go to cash, you're going to have to take more out. Sorry. I'm well, all, that's true. I, I try yeah. to be optimistic, but it's, it's tough. All right, so the blog yeah. you'll find at uh, danwhiteandassociates.com. That's uh, your website, danwhiteandassociates.com. That's the blog. And you get to hear the podcast of your Sunday program at wdel.com. It's the Dan White Podcast. And what's on this Sunday at 7 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, this Sunday kind of dovetails in nicely with what we've just been talking about, Rick. And last week I talked about the Federal Reserve and how they kind of created inflation with some of the moves that they've made and now this week's topic is hey the fed is kind of out of bullets they painted themselves into this corner and 2022 might be the year where the market has a correction so it might be and then the other analysts are saying well it might not be so yeah nobody yeah. knows for sure but i mean you look at they're they're kind of out of moves I right mean, they either they either let inflation run rampant, and they don't raise rates, and then if, if inflation gets out of control, we go into a recession. Right. Or, or they say, hey, we're really going to come down hard on inflation, and we're going to really raise rates, and if you raise rates, we usually go into a recession. So <laughs> by, either, way, by gold. either way, we're looking at uh, <laughs> no, yeah, buy gold. Yeah, buy gold. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hear that all the time, way too often. All right, Dan, always uh, a great source of honest information. Uh, on the Money, you'll hear it Sunday mornings at 7 o'clock, and you can read his blog at danwhiteandassociates.com. Thanks, Dan. I always appreciate it, sir. Have a great day, Rick. All right, uh, you too, buddy. Uh, you can give him a call at 888-690-8820. Go and talk to him, 888-690-8820.